This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting for the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking American beer. 50 states, 50 beers with Jason Murphy. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, and American, Brian Hewitt. I am, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, Tim. Uh, joining us, as you said, we have Jason Mur- Murphy. He's a staff writer for PorchDrinking.com, which is where that article was written. It's a major undertaking of an article. Yes. We're going to talk about the process he went through to get to that point and the discoveries he made along the way, kind of like a coming-of-age story, but with beer, Tim. Beautiful. Yeah, Jason, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely, man. We're really looking forward to this. going to be a good time. As you see, Brian wore his American Blue your guy's shirt I'm this week it. for the occasion. So I've got some red on my shirt. I think we got it covered. Oh, yeah. It's Are all about green? American beer here. Yes. Yeah. It's American. I got red, white, and blue. You just can't see all the red, white, the, the red and white parts. That's all. <laughs> no, Mike oh, Nate has oh. an American flag on his hat. He does. Wow. So we've got this covered, but big undertaking. Yes. Did you drink all the beers? I sampled each beer that I wrote about. Okay. Yes. All right. And I made sure to take notes when I drank it so it was fresh and I got the most accurate description on it. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Do you have folks that you could share them with? Yeah. I had a few folks I can share them uh-huh. with. Um, I do have friends that mostly drink, you know, uh, American domestic beer, but uh, yeah. they, they try them. So. Okay. That's it. We've got buddies like that. You know, we used to, when we homebrewed a lot, we had a buddy that would come over and he was a Bud Light drinker mm-hmm. and he'd come over to our homebrew. It was always a homebrew bottle share and he'd come toting a 12 pack of Bud Light. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he said, he's like, guys, I love trying these beers. He's like, I just really enjoy sipping on my Bud Light, yeah. you know? So he, I'm like, no problem with that, man. Do your thing. So. I can understand the, the, the constant sipping and like, yeah, let me try that. Is you know, it's like the friends I had in the cigar world, they would smoke cigars, but in between cigars or sometimes in, they'd set the cigar down and smoke a cigarette. Go have a cigarette. It. Yeah. They, they really love their tobacco. They really yeah. needed their particular forms of nicotine and all that. I'm like, more power to you. I don't, I don't get it, but yeah. enjoy. <laughs> I took some friends out uh, one time for a nice steak dinner at uh, a cigar-friendly steakhouse. And we sat there probably there two, three hours and had some drinks, had some steaks, had some cigars. The moment we stepped out of that restaurant, they both fired up a cigarette. And, you know, we'd been there smoking cigars and that, but, you know, you get those cigarettes in your life, man. They'll be on you. Yeah, it's it's one of those things people don't realize that there is a lot of nicotine in the cigar, but because you're not supposed to inhale it, the people who do inhale the nicotine and the, the, the smoke don't get that, don't get what they're needing out of it. So for me, I can get a, a bit of a buzz off of one, but for them, it's this is nothing. You know, I know this is not a tobacco show, but it's I'm, not. <laughs> I'm going to say that it's funny because you really get a lot more nicotine from a cigar. I haven't smoked both cigarettes and cigars. I can tell you that, but there's still something about the cigarette that's different. So it's not just a nicotine. Uh, it could be like Same the chemicals. They're like that throat hit or whatever the people, whatever get they with, call what, it, man. Yeah. Whatever okay. they call it. But yeah. anyhow, American beer, we are here. We've opened one. Uh, Jason, one you brought in here from Finch beer company, a songbird Pilsner, which is a darn good place to start. So, uh, 
What do you think of this one? What are your thoughts on this? It's a really good Pilsner. It's got a lot of flavor. Um, it's not really watered down. And it kind of gives you everything you expect out of a well-brewed beer. Right. Not not your watery beer. That's I think a yeah. lot of people who don't know craft pilsners and they know they they associate a lager with those Bud Lights and that. Right. It's a different world. Different yeah. world. But Jason, what made you decide to undertake this adventure? I feel like there are a lot of the smaller craft breweries in America that don't get the attention that some of the bigger regional craft breweries do. And it's just like when you go on vacation and some of the best places you have a dinner at are some of these hole-in-the-wall restaurants. And I'm not saying that's what these breweries are, but right. if you don't know about them and you don't know to try them, then that's, that's, what, that's what I want to do is get their names out there. Cool. Makes sense. And, and I will say that I told a few people that we were doing this show and mentioned, hey, so-and-so brewery in your state is being featured. And they're like, well, they're not. They're not a little unknown brewery. And I was just going to say something to that yeah. effect. So yeah. just know that Jason, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming these are not necessarily unknowns, but they may not be the number ones that, that everybody hears about all the time. And like, we've got some stuff from Epic Brewing here. Correct. Most people are probably going to know Epic. Yeah. You know, the Big Bad Baptist and uh, in Vermont, there's 14th Star. Yeah. In that. yeah. So, yeah. you know, these are well-known breweries. And also some people need to know that just because a brewery is super well-known in your area doesn't mean everybody else knows about it. Right. You know, there's some of my favorite breweries here that I know people have never heard of. I was just thinking because being from Oregon and we had Cascade on the show and it was a big deal when Cascade came here. I don't know how well actually Cascade is known outside of Oregon. I, yeah. I they get distribution, so they got to be known a little bit. But uh, for the newer people to beer, they might not know Cascade because that sure. particular style of sour and wild is not as in vogue as it once was. So, right. Yeah. And, the, and, you know, we're guys sitting around a table talking about beer and writing articles about beer. So we're probably going to know a little bit more about beer sure. than your average person. So, you know, there's definitely the beer geek crowd that's going to know that. But, you know, our show goes out to a lot of people that may not be that type of person, and they may discover a brewery. Some people may discover one in their own state, you know, listen to this. Right. and be like, oh, I didn't know about these guys. You know, I need to check them out. Well, Tim, I think it's time we get into the beers of the week. Brian, as always, a good list of beers to try. Jason, thank you so much for sharing some of the brews here with us. Uh, we've got some stuff, a lot of new stuff to me here, so good, that's good. always exciting. Yes. Uh, trying some new stuff from Epic Brewing, as we mentioned. We have Big Bad Baptist in the Rye, which is a variant I have not had of this, so that'll be fun. Brian, you love your... I love rye. You're rye, so, I'm so you're good to this. there. Yeah. From Zony Mash, I'm excited. I'm excited. This yes. is madness. So this is called the King of Carrot Flowers, and it is a carrot, tangerine, mango, lactose sour. So I can't wait to see what this is all about. From Icarus Brewing, we have Build Me Up Butternut, which has butternut squash, guajillo, and chipotle peppers. And as we mentioned here from Finch, we have the Songbird Pilsner. And because it is the season, Brian, you brought a little hop slam in here. I did. Yes, I did. And our banger that we're going to close out the evening with and possibly fall asleep to, No Mike Nate brought in a Dogfish Head Utopius Barrel Aids Worldwide Stout. I can't wait. That we're going to get into. So it should be a good time. So, Brian, I think we got a little time for some news this week. All righty. I'm glad to hear it. So a recent BBC expose on BrewDog has really stirred up a hornet's nest of allegations to begin with, BrewDog co-founder and CEO has been accused of inappropriate behavior towards female employees and guests at the brewery. And it uh, was to the point that apparently there was a whisper network that was created within the U.S. brewery uh, scene itself to protect female employees from alleged behavior, especially the new ones. Apparently, new female employees were cautioned against being alone with him either during and after meetings or alone with him in the tap room at night. 
So James Watt, the uh, the CEO, took to Twitter to state that the BBC program's claims are false and that he is threatening to take legal action. Apparently, he thinks they're slander. Uh, but he also says he regrets if he made anyone feel uncomfortable, which was not his intent. So, yeah, both of those together, you you have to wonder. But again, all of these are alleged uh, because he's talking about lawsuits. I don't want us getting sued. I've heard a lot of rumors of BrewDog, and we know people that have worked with BrewDog, and we've seen things, and uh, I've never felt great about those guys. Uh, I've, ne- I've always felt, thought there was something funky fake there. The BBC is not going to air something if they have not done their due diligence. You would think that they they would. Yeah, but so that's, again, that's all I'll say about that. I'm not going to make any accusations, but I'm going to guarantee that the BBC has done some due diligence before they put out something like that. And, you know, if you're able to check it out, it is a, I think it's a one hour, a one hour season. I forget the name of the show, but it's part of a series they do. But this particular one is on BrewDog. It, it's the official name of it was Disclosure, The Truth About BrewDog. So there, there is, it's available online if you look around. Right. So, so just prior to the, uh, that news coming out, uh, we learned that BrewDog allegedly submitted falsified information to the TTB. This is said to have occurred back in 2016 or 2017 when their U.S. brewery was just coming online. Due to uh, the brewing equipment being delayed, they were stuck with a situation where they had all their staff and they had their, their tap rooms and everything, but they had no beer to sell. So they uh, they rushed to import some beer from Scotland and they omitted some unapproved ingredients from the uh, reports they submitted to the TTB. The BBC indicates that may have been done intentionally. They, I think they, they're saying it wasn't. It was a mistake. It was a rush. And they have since gotten all those ingredients approved. And in fact, uh, the TTB said there was nothing really here that was big enough that's going to cost anybody their license or cause any fines. So. It looks like it was big news, but there's not a good, there's, it's smoke and no fire. Hot brew dog news this week. Exactly. Good stuff. You are listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more American beer. Headed to the Battery in Atlanta? Be sure to check out the Terrapin Atlanta Brewery and Taproom. Whether the Braves are playing at home or on the road, the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom is always pouring all of our locally brewed Georgia beers like Hops Executioner and High and Hazy, while also introducing small batch R&D beers created on our five-barrel pilot system right inside the Braves Stadium. And if you're looking for great food, we've got you covered with Fox Brothers Texas-style barbecue. Stop by and see us today at the Terrapin Brewery and Taproom at the Battery Atlanta. Football season is here, and holiday parties are right around the corner. The Nest Kennesaw has you covered for both. Their new covered patio is perfect for cheering on your team while enjoying some great craft beer and keeping a safe social distance. When you're ready to schedule your next party, the Nest can handle big and small requests on-site or off-site at their event venue. Whether you're planning a weekend with a few friends or a party for 100, visit thenestkennesaw.com and make your plans today. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get them all. Get them all coming. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you missed the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio Radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to Jason Murphy with Porch Drinking. Jason Murphy. Jason, we just opened a uh, carrot beer that you brought us, which is called the King of Carrot Flowers from Zoni Mash. We predicted the color would be carrot. 
That's about as much carrot color as you can get in a beer, wouldn't you say? Yeah. What do you think of this one? It's good. It's got the sour, and you get a. To me, I get a little bit of the earthy carrot. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. That carrot there's, lingers. It there's lingers. tangerine and mango in here as well, which yeah. definitely come out there. But there's definitely the earthy carrot right there at the end. Interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tasty beer. It's very intriguing beer. Um, I, I, carrot color, but I have to assume the other ingredients are contributing to that general oranginess too. Yeah, because all those fruits have that that hint. But I think that color is pretty carrot dominant. Yeah, yeah, that's that would be my guess there. I approve Absolutely. of that, and it doesn't. It looks like it would be a beer that might not taste like a beer, and more like a puree that tastes like a beer. It does. Yeah. It does. Which it's I, balanced. I appreciate that. Where is Zony Mash out of, Jason? They're out of Louisiana. Louisiana. Cool. Yes. Good stuff, man. Awesome. Jason Murphy, the Jason Murphy, staff writer, PorchDrinking dot com. Um, Jason, what do you do when you're not drinking and writing about beer? Well, I uh, work for an automation company. Okay. And oddly enough, a lot of our things go to breweries. Cool. Uh, when I'm not working, um, my wife and I, and we have a nine-year-old son, we like to go out and hike and adventure. And he plays soccer, academy soccer. So once soccer starts up, we're we're pretty much done. That's what we do. Soccer life, right? Soccer yeah. life. That's the way it goes. I know I know friends that that's once sports season starts, especially you have two or three kids, two or three sports, that's uh, it. I can't imagine having you're just more a than sports one. parent. That's it. Right? We are a sports parent. Yeah, I, I can totally relate. I play a video game and it takes up almost almost all my time. If I added another See? one on top <laughs> of it, it, I don't think I'd have time <laughs> for anything else in my life. You honestly, couldn't do it. No, I really and, couldn't do it. And I think what people should know is Brian recently got a new mouse and it's esports certified. So he's essentially I'm an, an athlete. athlete. I am. You're a professional. I, yes. as yes. close as you can be. Yeah, and still not yeah. getting paid. Yes, correct. How did you get into the in, into ports drinking, how did you become a writer? What made you go this route? I, I'm curious about that. Well, um, I'd done a couple of articles before on my own. Um, I sat down with Sean O'Keefe from Pontoon, which you guys are familiar with. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Bridge Patel went down and saw him, and I just I wasn't getting any traction. You know, I felt like it was all for nothing. And then uh, Tristan Chan, the founder of Ports Drinking, he'd posted in uh, the Atlanta beer groups that they were looking for writers. So uh, I took it upon myself to respond and. I had to do a sample article, and here we are now. Here we go, man. Here we go. Good stuff. This list, we we touched on this a little bit in the first segment of the show, but this isn't necessarily a, this is the best beer in every state. No, list, it's not. Right? And I get I, I got a lot of comments on that. Okay, people yeah. will say, you know, this this isn't the best brewery. But in the article, if you read the article from the front, it says that you know this is not a best of article. This is just some of the smaller breweries and what they have to offer sure yeah which is really cool because that's that's one thing that we say when people ask us you know who we are is we're a couple of guys that like beer and we want people to know about all the great breweries out there you know everyone knows about dogfish head everyone knows about sierra nevada we want you to know about the ones that you don't know about you know we want to talk about halfway crooks here in atlanta good word brewing variant brewing these ones that people outside of the area may not know but they're making killer beers absolutely you know and again, if you were in Atlanta and you told me you didn't know Good Word or one of those, I'd be like, oh, if you're a beer person, that surprises me. You know, if you're from California, not so surprising. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and he says that, but we did just have Dogfish Head on the show. So we do also want to talk about the big guys. Too. We did. Talk yeah. With the big I mean, guys, that's yeah. it. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> I think we want to mix it up, man. It's always fun to talk to the big boys out there. If but you get an opportunity to talk to Sam, then, you know, right. I mean, come right? on, come on. So. But uh, we've talked to a lot of smaller breweries as well. Brian, 
Yeah, that's that's true. We we, have, we do actually we on the whole. If you did the math, I think we much prefer, much favor the smaller breweries over the yeah. larger ones right. over our history. So that's that the big ones. They're busy. They, they're it's, busy. It's also sure. a benefit to us because the, the little guys may have a little extra time to talk to guys. Sit like around us, the chat. Have a good time with it. Beer, you know? How long did it take you to do this? I mean, 50 states, 50 beers, that's 50 breweries. And I know from having our show that scheduling the shows and getting everything coordinated in that with just one a week can be a workout. How, how did that go for you? How did, did the logistics of this go? I started at the end of September. And I got my last beer from the last state three days before the article was released. Okay. On New Year's Eve. Gotcha. All right. Okay. So uh, about three months. Um, yeah. Going back and forth with some of the breweries and talking and just nailing things down and things like that. So the the process, was this all just you and just communicating? Were you emailing or whatever, c- calling them up, different breweries? How did you get your list? What? How did you go through this? How did this happen? Actually, I went on the Brewers Association website. And I would go each state and I would start looking through the names of the breweries and I would start researching these breweries and because, you know, down there they have the list of regional breweries and I would always try to do the micro, small micro craft breweries. And uh, once I found one that I liked, I would reach out via Instagram and 90% of my um, communications came through Instagram and the other were just via email. Any negative responses? Did anyone just think, uh, this guy's just trying to score some free beer? I did not, but I did... Um, receive some commitments, and then later on, I uh, didn't hear anything back from them. Okay, so I had to yeah. kind of backtrack and regroup. So one of the, the one negative response I did notice to it that that I enjoyed a great deal and made a note of it, and I'm quoting this from the uh, comment: "Where's DC WTF?" Yes, oh. I saw that comment. And I'm like, well, this, this is about states, That's right? right. <laughs> hey, DC, you're not a state. You're a nice district. You're not a state. You're a district. <laughs> you Come can back do when a you, write, you can do a follow up article. Yeah. One district, one beer. One, that's right. <laughs> Districts and protectorates and uh, territories and all those there other you things. Go. The the non-states. Yeah. That sounds condescending. Actually, maybe it does. Be, be We're not talking poorly about anybody here. <laughs> no, we don't no, mean no, no, no. Except DC. Except, Except yes, DC. that's right. Yeah. you and us, DC. We're not going. Cool. Everybody not else. Not. Go to Virginia. Go to Maryland. You're close <laughs> enough. Pick one. You're right there. Beer right. there. You can get beer. <laughs> Good stuff. You know, we don't. When we set up our show. And even outside of the show, we never directly say, hey, send us beer, you know. And the, there was a time we were talking to a someone who had just started a new podcast, and he was asking how to grow. And we said, well, it's always good. Feature a beer and shout out that brewery. You know, tag them in your post, post some pictures, talk about them, market the fact that you're talking about their beer. And his comment is like, yeah, we're just still trying to figure out how, how to get them to send us beer. And I'm like, that's not the way you do that. Go out and buy the beer. Now we do when we send out our info sheet. Uh, I think the way I word it is, if you're able to send us beer to sample during the show, we would appreciate it. You know, we've got an address there. And not only uh, we've had people come on the show and say, oh, man, we should have sent you beer. Like, they just didn't think about it. They were getting on there. But no one need, no one reads the email I send out, no, Brian. I don't think they do. <laughs> There's impo- if you're looking to come on our show, this is a note. If you're listening to this and you're yeah. looking to come on our show. Please read the emails I send because there's really important info in there to make your show sound good. And also send beers, especially if it's not available it's in our if area. If we can't get it here, especially. Yeah, that's, exactly. the, that's the biggest That's the yeah. biggest thing because we can't, especially in this state where we can't have mail shipped to us, we can't order it online legally anyway. You know, if it's not available here, if it is, it's not a big deal. You know, Dogfish Head, we just ran out and grabbed some Dogfish Head. No big deal. But the smaller ones, you know, from various parts of the country that don't do t- much distribution. If you're not here, there's not much yeah. we can do. We, no. yeah. There's nothing we can do. We we can talk a little bit about it, yeah. but we're not tasting it, so we, we can't really comment, you know? 
Yeah. Did you get any beers that you think just from a brewery, let's say if it was a brewery you knew and they sent you beer and you didn't think it was necessarily a good representation of the brewery? Honestly, no. Like okay. everything I had and have tried um, was good beer. I was thoroughly surprised and impressed at the same time. I guess if a brewery's picking out, we want to put our best foot forward here. And you did curate your list a little bit. You weren't going on untapped and finding the brewery rated 1.3 no. and reaching out to them, right? No. Well, I like untapped to see where beers are located. Okay. But other than that. Mm. We'll talk more smack about untapped yeah. a little bit. Yeah. We've got some Good more. questions about yeah. We've got some yes. more to do that. But, yeah, this is a, the carrot beer going back to this. I dig this, man. I like, yeah, this is good. I like strange beers. And like you said, Ryan, it's not dominated or overdone with that. It's not like you're just smashing a carrot into your face you know there's yeah there's essence of carrot you get some tangerine on the back in the yeah you do a little and tarty little the little the fruitiness is there for sure and i'm always kind of looking for mango so i get a little of that too always so, looking yeah. for mango always looking brian for hewitt's theme of life you are listening to the beer guys radio show we do need to take another break but we'll be back very soon with jason murphy and american beer The best brewmasters are obsessed with creating a high-quality, consistent product. That means reducing mass viscosity for better wort separation and increasing brew house efficiency. UltraFlow Max from Novozymes helps you achieve both. It is time to brew with enzymes. Increase your brew house efficiency and achieve faster filtration today with UltraFlow Max from Novozymes. Order a free sample today at www.brewingwithenzymes.com slash beerguysradio. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram next friday is hawaiian shirt day so you know if you want to go ahead and uh wear a hawaiian shirt and jeans now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates wzus 100.9 fm in decatur illinois catch beer guys radio on wzus 100.9 fm every saturday at 8 a.m now let's get back to jason murphy with porch drinking Jason, we just cracked into the epic Big Bad Baptist in the Rye. And, man, this is stellar. It is a beautifully done beer. This is good stuff, you know. And someone recently asked on our local beer forum, Reddit, ATL Beer, uh, what is your favorite? What's a st- what styles are you loving right now, basically? What's your favorite? And I said, I still like most of them, but I'm really into, like, well-made Pilsners and, like, mixed fermentation, wild ales and such. Like those are those are the directions that I'm going right now. But man, then you drink one like this, and you're like, I don't know, maybe it's this. Yeah, I really really like this, and it's not over the top with sweetness or whatever. But you know what? You spent so much time discussing the flavors you get out of them, and you do a really good job of discussing the flavors. Tell us what you taste in this. You get chocolate. <laughs> to put him on the spot. Right, there. He's like, let, right, me right, let me get a quick drink, man. Let me drink chocolate, a little bit of roasty, yeah. a little yeah. bit of maybe some pepper. 
from the rye, I'm guessing, a little bit of spice. I get that on the back end, but just a really deep, rich, complex stout. I get a little of that rye bites. Yeah, like I get a little woodiness. There. Yeah, wood. Like there's yeah. definitely yeah. some yeah. woodiness to that. So, but it's tasty. It's tasty. Really nice. However, you shake it there. Uh, of the breweries that you looked at, how many of these were totally new to you? Most of them. Yeah, because that's what I, I was reading your article, and I think I think I know the landscape of beer fairly well, but a lot of new names for me there as well. Yeah, so. I mean, there was a few I'd heard of, um, like the Florida. North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, our South region. Sure. Uh, you get out of that. I mean, growing up in Kentucky, I've, I've heard of a few of the other ones, but the craft beer scene wasn't that big, you know, then. So most of these were newer to me as well. Well, we talked about it a little bit in the last segment, and I, I, I'll segue right over into that. Untapped, a lot of the breweries, and Tim, you looked into this a little bit. Uh, the untapped ratings for a lot of the breweries weren't not entirely necessarily stellar. Not, not, not stellar. huge, but yeah. they weren't, uh, they weren't uh, you know, as well rated as maybe they could be. Well, what do you think about that? I don't agree with untapped ratings. Um, sure. I use it, like I said, I use untapped for to see where what places has these types of beer, or if I'm in a different area, find out what breweries are there. Um, but as far as the ratings go, I, I just I think it does the breweries injustice. Uh, fair enough. And you know, you make a good point because I'm going to admit I'm going to go out here. I'm going to be open and honest. I will look at a new brewery and see what their overall rating is because I figure if they're hitting that three eight or somewhere. They're probably pretty good. Yeah. You know, if you're clicking three, three, three and a quarter, I, I take pause. I do, you know. So, and then there's that no man's land of like 3.4 to 3.6. Is it good? Is it not? Yeah. There's no way to know. I think it's it's weird just anecdotally thinking about it. The uh, There's the, the tents there and the high threes really kind of is the best gauge of the quality yeah. of the beer. Like a, a good foreshadowing. Three, seven, three, eight, probably going to be really good stuff. Three six is probably going to be really good anyway. It's just for some reason they're not as popular with the cool kids. And on the flip side of that coin, I will say that I've known some breweries that were mostly their small local joints and they're four point seven and do not deserve that yeah. at all. Right. I'm just you know they've got a lot of no fans. hate, no yeah. hate. But people just <laughs> people love their local breweries, especially if you're in an area where your local brewery is your brewery, and that's it. And good for them, man. Good for them for having fans. I feel like you should. In addition to like an untapped is I feel like you should have to check in so many beers of this certain style before you can rate it. I, I feel that. That's a good idea. That way you're not, Rated. well, I don't like this kind of style. I'm going to get a 2.5. Check in 10 IPAs just so you can say you hate an IPA. <laughs> exactly. Just, just so you can right. hate that one IPA. <laughs> I've even suggested that I actually sent this suggestion to untapped that they should have a mode that's called like journal entry. Because I know a lot of people have said I use untapped for me. You know, I use it so I can go back and look at the beers. And I'm like, if you could check that journal button where it doesn't apply to the global rating or whatever, it's like, this is now my beer journal. Right. You know, this isn't an, a global rating site. This is my beer journal. Or even have the ratings and have the ratings be invisible. So you yeah. see the ratings and they mean something to you. And it just doesn't, that, that way you don't have hurt feelings. You're like, well, some people I know, it, the average beer is three. Like the, I, a beer I would consider very good, but. Average now is very good in craft beer. It's yes. just that's three because that's average. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. And there's got to be, I'm sure that they can look at the data and like if you rate a great beer too low, they can, that the data should be able to be analyzed by untapped. And if you try and rate a beer that's stellar as a two saying you don't like that style, just you should get it. a pop-up warning that tells you you have the palate of a goat <laughs> and you're not allowed to do that. Just not no let them entry. continue. Do you think that the actual individual beer ratings are more accurate or less accurate than the brewery ratings? 
Or are they about the same? I, I think they're about the same, just for my personal opinion. Because it seems to me like at times the average, especially with well-trafficked beers, the, the beer rating itself is more accurate than the brewery rating because the brewery okay. rating is based upon when they first opened versus right now when they're killing it. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, that like, doesn't. No. Yeah, but but an individual beer that was released, if you get a thousand people rating it, that that rating I see, I'm like, that's pretty close to what I'm thinking. Pretty see, close. Untapped's got same. some work to do. Yeah, they do. Like they if do. ownership changes or they turn a corner, you can yeah, look yeah. at ratings since 2019 when they got a new brewmaster yeah. or something like that. I like the foundation of Untapped, but I do too. The concept of it's great yes. and it's nice. It's nice to have that info there. Yes. So. Jason, let's talk trend, man. Trends. Let's do it. Beer trends. I'm sure as you receive these beers from across the country, you had to see some trends of popular styles and that. I'm almost sure I can guess what the top style you got in. But what what was the number one style that you saw? IPA. Yeah, of course, as right? You expected. What was the proportion of say like Northeast IPAs to West Coast or just a, an American IPA? Um, the most of them were actually um, just an American IPA okay. or um, uh, just a, a Northeast. I got a very few Westies. Okay. Which kind of typical for what the market I is. I kind of right want to see a pie chart of this now that I hadn't even thought about it. I love data. So I, I want to see this. I will pie send chart you that. Form. I've got the information. All right. Yeah, I want to see that. And um, the, the best juicy New England IPA was from Pittsburgh okay. for my palate. Okay. For, from who? Who was your Pits- uh, that was, who was from your Pennsylvania Old Thunder. Brewer? From Old Thunder. Old See, Thunder. new one to me. Yeah, new that's a new me. one to me as yep. well. I was most intrigued by, and I'm thinking it was out of Seattle. Was it a cold IPA, that whole cold IPA oh, style? I was, I'm, I'm intrigued by that, and uh, I, I want to see where that goes. I, I'd like to see more available examples of it. So it's made with lager yeast, right? It's, it's lagered and lagered IPA, basically. I need to try one because it's kind of like NFTs to me. I don't get it and don't quite understand the point. So <laughs> it's we'll like see. if a lager and an IPA had a baby. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, you know, isn't that a hoppy lager? It's kind of a hobby lager. You could totally right click that beer and save as, and I mean, just see? run away with it. I'm yeah, telling it's you, just man. like an NFT. Here it is. I love the concept of that. It I was like good. The, that, so do you think it's, because I, I keep hearing or I have heard that that might be the next, a next big thing. Do you think it has any legs or is it, you just got the one, right? Yeah, so I just got the one. While it was very, very good, I think it's going to be kind of like the, the IPL. Yeah. Oh, the IPL. Yeah, yeah. Lager. I think it's going to kind of, I don't know that it'll take off. I hope it does because it's great. Or the Brute IPA. We <laughs> should, brute. man, you should start, someone should start a brewery. It's going to fail horribly, but it'd be fun for me to watch it. Failed styles. Yes. Do all the styles that no one oh, likes. styles with a Z at the end of it, too. Styles. Like, it, it could be like, I'm, I'm thinking You could name throwback, the brewery like, Failed Styles. Failed Styles, yeah. People yeah. With like a Bill and Ted Wild Stallions kind of Z and stuff. Here's the it. thing. It would do phenomenally well because people would be drinking it ironically. And ironically, still pays the bills. Yeah, but only for three months. And then they'd be like, yeah, ah, that's a good point. all right. Well, you just, have to, you just have to up your failed styles game. You have to pick the next terrible thing. To, what to what will yeah. fail next? My prediction last year, and it didn't pan out for what was going to be the, the short-lived trendy style, was a black IPA. And I know we did see a few. You got a couple in your, two, in your list, right? Excellent. Yeah, and see, I thought we'd see more of those because at the end of 2020, it looked like uh, that was getting Everybody was releasing, like yeah. re-releasing old black IPAs from years gone by. All limited, though. Yeah, yeah. So behind IPAs, man, what what are some others that you saw there? Uh, Pilsner Lager, you know, that, that okay. style. Um, that's where second. And then you had um, Sours. Yeah. Goza Sour. Those were the third, which a close a close third to, you know, the... the the Pilsner Lager. That's good. But interesting to see that Pilsner Lagers are now in a number two spot with yes. that. So 
I ain't mad at that. Yeah, I'm I like this trend. It. This is something I can get behind. Yeah, good stuff. You are listening to the Beer Guys radio show. Time for us to take another break. But we'll be back in just a minute with Jason Murphy. Talk more American beer. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons get cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's get back to jason murphy with porch drinking so, Jason, we've laid a lot of foundation and talked generalities of American beer and brewing and styles and trends and all that. But we want to talk some specifics of the beers and breweries. I'm going to make this question easy for you, man. I know there had to be one. Out of 50 beers, 50 states, what was your top beer? For my palate, my favorite beer and my top beer was the Basis Quad from Covert Artisanals. There you go. Oh, okay. is, was Basis, is that the barrel-aged quad? Yes. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that was the basis. I knew that they were the talking, quad was my favorite. Yes. In the chat okay. between that segments, they mentioned Dana, and that may have been the competitor that I enjoyed That you more, dug. Okay. Potentially. Yeah. Yes. yes. I would agree with you. That was my favorite as well when we spoke to Covert. So if you're listening to the show, make sure to go back if you missed the episode with Covert. That's right. Now. Go do so, that. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. I'm going to ask you this, man. Was there a dud in there? Honestly, no. Man. I, you know, and you... I'm not blowing smoke. All right, I want everything. you to name what was the worst beer you had? Because even if all beers are in the fours, there's one. And I want you to name names and give their home addresses of the <laughs> and worst social security beer. numbers and, and ring passcode. Yeah, ring is pass. there a style that you don't dig, or that maybe you discovered you didn't dig in here? You know, I'm, I'm new. I'll say I'm newer to the the sour goes up. Okay, that kind gotcha. of that genre. But um, I have discovered the more I try, the more I like. So, but um, with that being said, I would say that style is just one of my lower, just because I'm getting into it. Any other standouts for you? You mentioned Covert was your favorite. Basis was your number one. How about two and three, man? What are what are the three breweries that really jumped out at you um, there? The Esmeralda, Esmeralda, okay. yeah. Italian Pilsner, outstanding. Um, textile, their uh, their Dunkelweiss and their uh, Vienna Lager, yeah, outstanding. Um, Snafu out of South Carolina, and I cannot tell you on the radio what their name stands for. But Situation normal, normal, all fouled up. Yes. yes. Right? Yes. 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 Figured as much. Yeah. So their sours, I mean, look out for them. Okay, cool. 
and I think you'd mentioned to me when we were chatting, you, I think you said Fossil Cove in Arkansas was another one you, you enjoyed. Is that right? Yes. Fossil Cove sent several beers, and I, every one of them were different and unique and very enjoyable. Which one Should did you fun? settle on from Fossil, Fossil uh, Cove? Was that the blackberry cream? I think that it was sounds good. I think, you're, I think yeah. you're right. It was a it was a cream. Having just read the article just yeah. before the show, <laughs> I was like, I've drank too many beers since then. But I think it was well, a it is fifty. Cream. That's yes, a long list to remember, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The right, <laughs> right. I mean, we'll drink four beers in a week. Brian's like, what's that we had last week? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Let me look back at the notes. <laughs> Hold on, let me check. Let me out. see if I che- let me see if I checked it into Untapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which you know what? That's good. I mean, because seriously, we're drinking four or five different beers while talking and all that you know of course there's some that you know stick with you or i may say oh i really dug the sour quad i'd have to go look the name up but yeah but i know the beer but you remember the beer i know the beer getting away from individual beers were there any any breweries that you were like really interested in exploring in more depth like you you started talking to them and you're like there's a there's a bigger story here yeah and uh, and i hate to go go back to it but covert artisanals they just make so many different styles and different kinds of beer that like, and there's such a background there. And one thing I like about them too, is they're veterans, you know, veteran owned. Sure. So okay. I support that, but in the, them and uh Baba brew house out in Texas, yeah. I know yeah. we get some of their beers here. Uh humble forger. Um, Brian was just talking about yeah. that. So yeah. They've they, they interested him lately. Yeah. The time and effort and the ingredients, the locally sourced ingredients that they put into those are just outstanding. Yeah. I mean, Sounds awesome. you have yeah. to appreciate when somebody takes a, just does an outstanding job with the ingredients they have locally. It's you have to approve, uh, appreciate that because it's it's so easy to just do an okay job with whatever's at hand. You're like, oh, we got okay ingredients, so we'll make an okay beer. No, 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 make a great beer. With yeah, what you have. absolutely. And, and that ties back into you talking about our conversation with Todd Boera from Ponte Flora. He he made you want to drink his beer with just what he was putting into it. And yeah. I'm a big fan, and there are unique, very um, earthy ingredients. Yes. And such that, you know, it may the not minerality. be the minerality yeah. in the water profile there, you know, that, uh, that I really dug, um, out of the breweries that you, that you tried, what jumped out at you and said, you know what, I, I need to hunt down more from these guys or made you want to explore that brewery more, uh, snafu out of South okay. Carolina because yeah. of the, the sours were just so good. Um, there's also North Dakota, the half brothers brewing, they sent a lot of different styles of beer and, I would just love to explore, and then along with Zoni Mash out of Louisiana. You know, I hadn't even heard of Zoni Mash before. So, again, I just should be up front with you that we're totally going to cannibalize your article. Hey. To find guests for the yeah, show. That's right. Oh, there we go. That's well, I got and... contacts for you. <laughs> that's it. And well, Jason's been great. Easier. Jason, yeah. you referred Covert to us. Yes. You dropped us a message and said, look, I tried these guys, and you really need to check them out. They're stellar. So. And yeah. that's, uh, you know, share it's, that's, it's all about teamwork makes about. the dream work. Absolutely. Jason. And there's more on the list that you just don't have time for on yeah, the show. Sure. So that's I, it. I got to ask you had beers from Hawaii and Alaska. How difficult was it to get beers from Hawaii and Alaska? They were the first two breweries that sent beer to me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know ironic. What? It may come from the fact that they're so far out and they know how it goes. They're like, look, we need to get this out. Cause we're, if we wanted to get there in the next three months, we need to send it tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you were talking about the water, like the, the Hawaiian uses the Hawaiian yeah. water profile and it does taste a little bit different. Yeah. And it, did you, you did taste the water? Were you able to get a sample of the water in addition Not the to the beers? water. I wish. I, okay. I mean, maybe I'll have to go there one day. Because next you time you have to say, and could you also send a sample of your brewing water? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's funny, but I, I, I do have preferences in mineral waters. Some, they do sure, taste a they little do. different. Absolutely, man. Not Absolutely. all waters are the same. A lot of them are. 
but some of them are different. So yeah. I, I'm intrigued by the idea of the, mm-hmm. I guess, volcanic Hawaiian water or something like that. I have no idea. I have one of the Hawaiian beers here. Okay. There we go. Out. We'll Let's see what's up. You know, I was at our good friend Scott Hadeen at Burnt Hickory Brewery. I was up there and he was, you know, he's got his uh, uh, cold liquor tank there or water tank. I, I, I'm probably using the term wrong, but the filtered water that they had conditioned ready for brewing. And he's like, uh, it was hot summer. He's like, man, I got the best water you'll ever drink in your life right here. And he just filled, you know, a glass up for me. And I took a sip. And I'm like, I think that may actually be the best water I've ever drank in my wow. life. So at, uh, at, at Burnt Hickory. At Burnt Hickory. Okay. Scott, did you hear that? He was really surprised. Wow. Ryan was really surprised that you had good water. <laughs> I just, <laughs> well, wow. you said the best you've ever had potentially. It was very so, good water. Yeah. It okay. was excellent. He needs to bottle that. It I was, mean, it was very cold, was very crisp and. Before or after if, Cannon Dragger, I was gonna say if the whole beer in thing in the middle do, there, if the whole beer thing doesn't work out for you, Scott, maybe right. bottle some water. Water for punks. Wait, someone else water using that for, for punk punks terminology there. <laughs> yeah, are there any breweries that we haven't mentioned that you want to give a shout out to, man? Anybody we didn't ask you about here? You know, it's really like to like picking one of your favorite children. Sure, um, but I mean, I, I wish I could shout out to all of them. But uh, Tactical Brewing out of Orlando, Florida. Okay. Um, let's see what else. Um, of course we talked about wild barrel. Um, there's just so many out there. I just, I can't think of hey, all man, of them. We're here in Georgia. So I got to know who'd you feature for Georgia Firemaker? which I knew that, but I want to chat. I mean, it was, I mean, they've been awesome. Firemaker yeah. has yeah. been good, excellent. Good to work folks with. over there. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, for a while, wasn't there a whole tent, uh, a trend in beer of tea beers. And I remember even reading articles about it. That seems like that's a trend that people talked about. And then, People forgot about. It. I know there's places that still do it. Obviously, Chatterbrooch, Chatterbrooch Tea, uh, the IPA, and yeah. I know Three Taverns still does their their tea based beers. I do not recall there ever being a point where it was trending. Personally, I don't recall that. I may have missed it, but I don't remember tea beers being a thing. I don't know that it ever hit trend. I read articles about it being the next potential big thing. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I've had a couple good ones. Just thinking here, um, Chatterbrooch Tea, tasty. The Earl Grey one. The yeah. Earl Grey. That's now that Lord I think Fog. of it, there's actually quite yeah. a few uh, yeah. tea beers around here. You know, there was the uh, the ginger sour matcha tea, uh, matcha beer. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Clay would kill me. Clay Gridley. I know the owner's name. Oh, you're talking oh, about Six Bridges? Six Bridges. I am talking yeah, about yeah, Six yeah, Bridges. Yeah. I can't believe that. Just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't pull that out of the database right then. Maybe that's just so. a Georgia thing or a Southern thing, or maybe just Southern exclusively tea, Georgia. Man. I don't Southern know. Does any people need to let us know well, if they see tea Well, against the grain, did that stout that Fish Scales. That's right. Fish you Scales gave us the- I'm going to give a shout out on a brewery coming to Georgia soon. Yeah. Our friends at Nappy Roots are opening their brewery. They've been open a while as like an event venue and such, but actually have their brewing license and they're opening, I think, February 4th, but the first part of February. Atlantucky Brewery in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlantucky. Owned by the Grammy nominated Nappy Roots. They'll be opening up, so it should be a good time. Looking forward to that, yeah. Jason, I think we're about out of time for the show here. If people want to follow you on the socials and see what's up, where can they uh, where can they find you at? You can check out the articles on porchdrinking.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at Georgia underscore Beercraft, where I post uh, links to the articles and pictures and things. Nice pictures. He's good. Yeah. He's much more skilled than we are at taking pictures of beers. So we're just going to, we're going to download his like NFT style and then post them as our own. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? If you're listening to this show and you want some more info, head to our website, go to beerguysradio.com because we're going to post some, we'll post a link to your article, other information there on all these great breweries. Well, Brian, Jason, Jason, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate it. That does wrap it up, Brian, for this week's episode of the beer guys radio show. Join us next week for more great craft beer info. 
And make sure to follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. And don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.